Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus Everton in the Premier League. Um, yes, it's back to Premier League duties after that um, professional performance, I'd say. That's what I'd call it. Professional performance away at RB Leipzig um, in the Champions League, where that was kind of a must, or well, not kind of, it was a must-win game, not just for form-wise, but to get the away goal and make the second leg a bit more easier for Liverpool. Um, this time, though, we put European duties aside for another three weeks and focus back on the Premier League. Oh, dear. Right, the Premier League, where we know we've lost the last three games. Leicester, Man City, Brighton. Um, it's not been pleasant at all. It's... It's been quite miserable watching Liverpool in the Premier League. And this time knowing that we was at Anfield kind of made me feel uh, that my, my head dropped a little bit because Anfield's meant to be a fortress, right? Anfield's meant to be frightening. Anfield's meant to be opposition come there and they crap themselves because of Anfield atmosphere. Or because of COVID, there's no Anfield atmosphere and injuries and an accumulation of so many things have just made us play not the Liverpool way at Anfield to to put it to somewhat to summarise with you. We know we haven't even scored at Anfield since December. But this was a Merseyside derby. It was Everton. Liverpool versus Everton. Everton always choke at Anfield. Um We've seen that in the past years, over the years. And every game at Anfield, there was always the fans there to rile up their team, to have them play for something. But this time, obviously, once again, there's no fans. And Everton, away from home, have been kind of okay. Liverpool come into this game in sixth place. Everton come into this game in seventh. If Liverpool were to lose to Everton... Crazy enough, Liverpool end up in seventh. If but if Liverpool put their stamp mark on this game, then we kind of breathe down the necks of Chelsea and West Ham. And also the incentive was there because Everton are essentially the team that kind of ended the title race for Liverpool. Essentially, um, indirectly they did anyway with the injuries of Van Dijk. The injury of Thiago, the three-month layoff for him. Two of our three most important players out for three months. It will have some effect on the title race, absolutely. This was the team that intentionally took out our players and did that to them. So they, we should have been rifled up. We should be intense and ruthless in how we play. And Jurgen Klopp said it himself in the press-match conference. Um... If that game, after that injury, was a week or two later, well, Liverpool would have had some emotion and and may have done something back to Everton. But because it's been a long period of time, he said, the players are composed now and we'll just treat it as any other game. Um, obviously, there was a stat lingering over us. Liverpool losing three times at Anfield was the first time it happened since 1960. 
if they were to lose today, it would be the first time since 1920 to not not get a winner Anfield. Not not even not even get the winner Anfield, but to lose four league home games in a row consecutively. It would be the first time since 1920. So we're talking statistics here. That was even worse than the Roy Hodgson era. But this is a Merseyside derby. So surely there'll be some fights, right? We'll get and will Liverpool bounce back and build on from that momentum from Tuesday? We'll get into that as well. Um So right, let's get into the lineup. So in goal, Allison, left back Robertson, centre backs Henderson and Kabak, right back, Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three, Curtis Jones, Genie Manaldum, Thiago, your usual front three up front. Or in other words, it's the exact same team as Tuesday. The exact same team as Tuesday. Fair enough. Why change? Why change anything? Um, obviously, uh, Fabinho's still injured. Cater's not ready yet. Jota's still in rehab, trying to come back from injury. Um, so the bench. Oh my God, the bench. Bleh. If I speak about the bench, I'll go mad. That's all, that's how you have to summarize the bench. Um so yeah. So anyways, the game starts now. And in the first 16 seconds of the game, Everton kick off. They do a long diagonal. The ball's falling to Quebec under no pressure. The next Everton player to potentially press him was like 5 5 meters away. Quebec nods it out for a corner. My head immediately dropped. My head immediately dropped. Let me tell you why my head immediately dropped. When do you ever see a corner in a Merseyside derby in the first 30 seconds of a game and Quebec, under no pressure, gave the ball, gave Everton this corner? What does this mean? This means Quebec was moving nervous and I don't like that. I don't like that. Because maybe it was his Anfield debut. So maybe playing at Anfield, maybe done something psychologically. He's a 20-year-old kid. And he's playing in a derby game. So the fact he moved that nervously was worrying. Liverpool, I mean, Everton take this corner now. The ball floats over everyone. It falls on Holgate's fire. Thankfully... He sees the ball so late that the ball they don't even do anything. Um And then Liverpool after that were kind of trying to create their little moments. But it's again exactly like the Leicester game. They have possessions possession? Yeah, possession on the ball. They move the ball. However, Where's the key chances happening? We're seeing that in the first half once again. And the first key moment happens after 15 minutes for Everton. Henderson heads the ball away. I can't remember who headed it. One of the, one of the Everton players heads it to Richarlison. Quebec should be watching Richarlison's movement. But he's so flat-footed that when this ball... He's literally caught ball-watching... He watches the ball literally move to Richarlison while remaining flat-footed, not acknowledging Richarlison's made this off-the-ball run. 
he's ready to go. But Quebec reacts to it two seconds late. So now Richarlison picks up the ball. He's one-on-one. Arguably, you should say Richarlison's going to finish it. And do you know why? Alisson kind of positions himself badly. He gives it. Alisson shimmies near to the near post. So Richarlison has all this back post for him to slot the ball in the back corner. And he does that. And it's 1-0 Everton in 15 minutes. And as soon as I saw that, I said, Everton are probably going to win today. Everton are probably going to win today. But then Liverpool started to step up the tempo a little bit. Um, there was a chance. The front three created Salah to Mane. Mane lays it off to Firmino. Who doesn't let it go in his left foot to shoot? He kind of shoots with his right foot, but the ball isn't out of his feet. The ball isn't out of his feet yet. So, when he shoots, it's comfortable for Pickford. Um, and then Liverpool have a corner. It's cleared out. The ball falls to Henderson on a volley. Connects with it really well. And Pickford makes a save. Amazing save that time. Um, and then Liverpool still on the, have another corner. Cleared again. Ball falls to like Trent Alexander-Arnold. He has a shot. Another Pickford save again. But um, I think the ball was going over the bar anyway. Because the wind was quite violent. It was, the, it was, it was like 15 mile an hour wind. The conditions was not great. And when you've conceded an early goal. And you're now having to put the pressure on to get something out of it. Um, it it's not going to be easy when you already got the wind against you. Um, and then yeah, after that it was just... Liverpool having possession of the ball, but no key chances created really after that. Salah really had a quiet game um, in the first half. And there was another moment where the ball was whipped in from Lucas Dean. Who gets on the back end of it? Seamus Coleman. Andy Robertson caught flat-footed this time. Ball-headed, Alisson saves it. And then Henderson has a moment. He's dribbling with the ball. And then boom, his hamstring. He feels something in his hamstring. He falls to the floor. He's in agony. He's in extreme agony. Um, and I and Jurgen Klopp just smiled and laughed because he's like, "What the fuck is happening to my players? Everyone's dropping like flies. It is that bad. Everyone's dropping." And Henderson, at first, it um, when it happened, I thought, "Fuck!" I just felt like. There's no one here to babysit Quebec. Now we've got Henderson, who was babysitting Quebec, who's not even a centre-back himself. He pulls his hamstring. Um, we then... Henderson tries to play on. 30 seconds later, he goes down. He said, yeah, it, it's, it, I can't feel anything. He can't feel anything. And then we bring on Nat Phillips. So now we have a new centre-back partnership. I think it's the 15th or 16th partnership that we've seen this season now. Phillips and Quebec. Who would have thought defending champions Liverpool would have a 20-year-old making his Anfield debut centre-back with Quebec and Nat Phillips, the 5th or 6th choice centre-back playing together in a Merseyside derby. 
if you told me in September that we'd have these two at centre-back in, in February, I'll tell you you're crazy. But this was the situation Liverpool had to deal with now. The the armband was passed on to Jeannie Wijnaldum. Um, and then after that, the camera panned to Virgil van Dijk, who was watching in the stands. Um, and I didn't even know he was there. But when the camera panned to van Dijk, I wanted to cry. I, I generally wanted to cry in that moment because that colla- watching him on the sideline, seeing... He's probably watching the state of our defence and he's thinking, my God, why has this happened to us? Why is this... I, I wish I could be out there and do something different and change the game. But he's watching Pickford, who's enjoying all that freedom, playing on the pitch, collecting Premier League minutes, while he's sitting there with an ACL injury, unable to influence the game for Liverpool. So it was Phillips and Quebec at centre-back. Um, and yeah, for the rest of the first half, we didn't really create anything. And that doesn't surprise me at all. Never even going at half-time, the happier of the two sides. They looked better. They looked faster on the ball in transition. They they had a game plan and they were sticking to it. While Liverpool, once again, another no first half goal in the Premier League. This has been a recurring theme for two months. The last time we scored at home, not the last time we scored a first half goal was against West Brom in the in in the Premier League, and that was a deflected Sadio Mane shot. Since then, Liverpool have not scored a first half goal, and it's like, I think I've said it in previous podcasts. Every Liverpool game, you can you may as well watch in the second half because that will tell you a greater story than. Um, Watching Premier League games in the first half. Liverpool just can't do it. The the psychological issue remains. The psychological issue remains. The second half starts now. And we look like we have some intent. We're now trying to pressure Everton even more. we got Everton doing the low block strategy. Which works out perfect. um, Because they know Liverpool have to get something. And Liverpool have to force force an issue to happen. But... After the first 15 minutes, we couldn't break Everton's low block down. And I will not lie to you guys, after 60 minutes, I turned it off. I turned it off. And you'd be surprised to even hear me say that I turned it off. Why did I turn it off? Because I knew. I've seen this happen way too many times. And it's bad of me to even admit this, that I didn't bother watching the rest of the game. And when I went back to check the scoreline, it was 2-0 Everton. I don't know what substitutions happened after that or whatever or or, um, how we played after the 60th minute. But the fact that I I, I checked the scoreline at full time and it was 2-0 Everton. And that now means that Everton have finally won at Anfield for the first time since 1999. It is now four consecutive Liverpool defeats. At Anfield. That has not happened since 1920. Everton are now above us. In the Premier League. Liverpool sit in 7th. If Aston Villa win their games in hand. Liverpool can be potentially 8th. This is crisis mode. We are in crisis mode. We are in a crisis mode. 
This is worse than Roy Hodgson football. This is worse. And I'm not, and it's hard. And I don't know whether I need to blame Klopp or the players or FSG or everything combined. Yes, injuries. Sure, absolutely. 10 first team injuries. Having Fabinho, Van Dijk, Gomez, Henderson, Keita, Jota. It will, it will completely dislodge your team. Sure. But where is the fight anymore? There's no, there's no, there's no belief that, that that whole mentality monsters talk is essentially in the mud. I don't believe that exists anymore. Do you need the fans for? Do you need the fans for the narrative for mentality monsters? And obviously, I, I'm I'm speechless. I'm completely speechless. How and I don't and I don't think Jurgen Klopp knows how to solve it when every week there's an injury that happens to Liverpool. Last week it was last week or the week before it was Fabinho. He even said Keita was meant to come back for that Leipzig game, but he fell ill. So I don't know how much that sets back Keita, even though he was meant to be on the comeback of some sort. Anyway, we haven't seen Keita perform. We haven't seen Keita in two months. You got Matip out for the season. But this is no excuse. This is Everton. Everton are the reason why your Liverpool season ended prematurely. So there should have been some mental psychological fights to not go down and bend over for Everton of all teams. But you've bent over for Everton of all teams. And now they are the ones laughing. For the first time in over two decades, they have beaten us. And if there was ever a time to beat Liverpool, this is probably it. If there's any Premier League team now that's coming to Anfield, they're going to be licking their lips. Liverpool don't know how to score at Anfield anymore. Liverpool don't know how to play the Liverpool way at Anfield anymore. Liverpool just don't know how to score a first half goal anymore. Liverpool just don't look like defending champions anymore. And now I'm even worried. This was, I was worried that we won't, and we keep, how do I summarise what I want to say? There's a million thoughts going through my head and, and, and I want to articulate it all at once, but it's very hard. We're obviously at the title race. It is now looking like top four is looking a myth. We're six points off top four. Essentially, we're six points off top four. The only way Liverpool now can get into the Champions League is to win the Champions League. We know that's not going to happen. I don't want to finish in the Europa League. I'd rather Liverpool finish 8th, 9th, 10th. Do everything you can to avoid Europa League spots. Because if you play Europa League, it is going to detriment you. It's going to detriment your title race massively. It is impossible to win a Premier League title playing Thursday, Sunday football. It is impossible to do it. And if we end up in Europa League, it means we is it next season's a transition season. It's just a transition season to get into to get into top four again. If we're not gonna get in the top four again, if we're not gonna get in the top four this season, I'd rather finish eighth, ninth. So then all you have to focus on is just the Premier League. You play football once a week. Injuries are minimal, and this is what Chelsea had to do essentially. Remember Chelsea, the 15-16 season, they finished 10th, they rebuilt their squad and they ran away with the Premier League because they didn't have any European commitments. They won 30 league games, they finished 90 points, 
They were and they and they were thriving. I feel like Liverpool are in that Chelsea situation where they're gonna have to do that now if they don't get top four or if they don't win the Champions League, because this rebuild job is going to cost money now. Klopp has to essentially go down, get down FSG's throats. Listen, I told you guys I needed a centre back at the start of the January transfer window. You denied that to me. You didn't want to get any. You didn't want to get any cash injection. Injects cash injection for us to get Kaleta Car at the start of January. We've had to settle for two novice centre backs to lead our back line for us to get top four, and and change up new future centre back partnerships. How can that be viable? There's no consistency there. There's just no consistency there. To have fifteen different centre back pairings, it's not going to fill the defence with any any confidence at all. The fullbacks can't thrive, they can't bomb on like they used to because Virgil and Gomez ain't there to protect their backside for pace when it comes to the press. Fabinho's not even there to play in midfield. The front three are, are looking exhausted and we've said this for how many months now? And it's, it's becoming a joke. And it, does this mean the death of 4 3 3? I think this is the last time you see 4 3 3. This will be the last season. I, I generally believe it. Next season, it's already been said we need we need a we need a, we need to rebuild, and it's going to cost FSG. And let's see now they now Jurgen Klopp will know in the summer for sure if FSG really want to back him or if they're gonna say oh, cause of coronavirus there was no revenue. Well, when I asked for centre back at the time when we needed it most, when we knew about how bad the centre back partnership pairing was um from november you said no to me now in a situation where we're going to miss out on champions league money if you care about the club i need cash injection from your own pockets it means going getting a loan from the bank and repaying that off later it means not building the stand yet to extend the capacity for liverpool it means all these little sacrifices to get us back to where we were when we were winning the Champions League and the Premier League. Because right now, this Liverpool team look like a solid mid-table side. And they look nothing, completely nothing like the side they once was last season. And and I'll, I'll say fair play to Everton for doing what they had to do to win. They knew. They got the early goal. They played with some intensity first half. Second half, Carlo Ancelotti said... Liverpool don't know how to break break down low block size at Anfield. We'll just low block for the for that second half. And I know I didn't watch the sixty minutes, but for the first fifteen minutes they were essentially doing low block. And Liverpool can't can't they don't have answers for it. They don't have answers for it. Um, and if we don't get Champions League, will Mohamed Salah want to be there next season? Will Sadio Mane want to be there next season? It might mean having to sell Mohamed Salah to get some funds for Mbappe or Haaland. Because this is the only option that I can see right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I've gone past the point of ranting and feeling frustrated. Because I told you guys two weeks ago that I've mentally clocked out supporting Liverpool and being too passionate about it. I know the seeds... From when we lost to Brighton, I knew title race was gone. So... I felt kind of relief in terms of no pressure, but the fact that 
that hasn't resonated with the players to go on and thrive and play their normal game. In fact, we've been on a downward slope ever since. I don't know. I, I'm lost for words. I don't know how we fix this. I just don't know how we fix this problem. We probably just have to wait for Fabinho to come back, Jota to come back, Keita to come back. Henderson, who's probably got this hamstring injury, we might not see Henderson till mid of March. We might not see Henderson to the second leg of the Champions League. Um, and now it means Quebec and Phillips or Fabinho, if he comes back, is going to have to play centre-back with Quebec. This is, this is, <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is how dislodged Liverpool are. It, they, we are so dislodged. It's just, it's so bizarre. And there's just a million things wrong with Liverpool. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how what we do to solve this problem. Um, right. So thank you guys for listening to LFC reactions. Boy, I don't know what to say anymore. I just don't. I don't. I don't recognize Liverpool at Anfield anymore. I just wish that all our games was played away. <laughs> because at Anfield, to lose the amount of games you lose at home. It's it's mid table form, and I and I think if we if we continue this form, we are going to finish potentially tenth or eleventh. That's my prediction. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Um, and yeah, tune in next week. I guess I don't even know who we're playing. I think we're playing next weekend. I don't know who. I haven't checked. It might be Wolves or something. I'm not quite sure. It might be Wolves away, actually. I might be wrong. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah. The fact Liverpool are playing like this, I, I, I no longer get excited to watch Liverpool anymore. And I'm sure many of you guys would agree with me. If you've managed to listen to this whole wave, whole rant, fair enough. Or whatever this podcast was. Fair enough, you're com- your committed listener. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to Lefty Reactions. And tune in next week to see how Liverpool will disappoint us then. Anyway, so yeah, thank you.